The Fantasy Hockey Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100 and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. And we're also brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Head over to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com and use promo code MADNESS for 10% off orders, $40 or more. And welcome into the Fantasy Hockey Podcast, presented by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm your host, Justin Bruni. Joining me, as always, is my brother and co-host, Nick Olzak. How are we doing, sir? Doing good, doing good. Filming from an unfamiliar location today as we're uh, at a hotel by the airport getting ready to go to Toronto for the week. Going to check out the Hockey Hall of Fame out there, go to uh, the Leafs-Oilers game. And so a lot of fun to look forward to there. Looking forward to watching some hockey, you know, a little McDavid-Matthews action. But outside of of that, uh, yeah, clutch win in fantasy last week. Came back from being down by about 110 points to beat the first-place team in our league. And I've got you this week, and I know you're no pushover, so looking forward to it. Yeah, you've got a, a sizable lead to start. Mm-hmm. It's not 110 points, but it's yeah. it's, a, it's a it's a good 60 point lead there. So yeah, yeah we've mm-hmm. got uh, some action taking off here today already. Maybe we'll get some updates on that as we go along. Um, but yeah, we got uh, some fantasy hockey waivers to dive into. Hopefully, I can uh, maybe pick up a few of these guys and catch Nick in our uh, our matchup this week. We've got a lot of names to get through, so we're gonna dive right in. The first one up we have is Rasmus Sandin. Sadin of the now Washington Capitals. He's been there for uh, just a few games, just two games, and he already has five points, one goal, four assists, and is a plus one through his first two games. Nick, he's still 32% rostered. People aren't getting the memo. Yeah, I would say that for sure. Uh, there's a lot to love with Rasmus Sandin here. Was he got a goal and four assists the last couple games here? He's logging really good uh, minutes here, getting around 21 to 25 minutes in these contests. And yeah, lots of like here playing on the power play with uh, Alex Ovechkin, which is always going to be a really key factor, especially when you're playing with a guy like that. Always a lot of assists to be had. And he's on the first deep pair as well with Trevor Van Riemsdyk. Mm-hmm. And yeah, only uh, 32% rostered. There's definitely a lot of uh, room to be able to get him on your fancy team, but you got to do it quick because he's plus 22% rostered in the last day. So definitely a lot to love with Mr. Sandine here. Yeah, definitely a fair amount of people catching on. But, you know, with all these moves going on around the NHL, a lot of people, you know, plugging and um, popping pieces in their fantasy lineups. You can't forget about Rasmus Sandin. Like you said, Mm -hmm. one goal, four assists through his first two games. Obviously a big priority for the Capitals right now on their back end uh, with John Carlson still out. Do you think he would still be on that top pairing uh, if Carlson were to return? Um, I think so. John Carlson is a right-handed defenseman, while Rasmus Sandin is a left-handed defenseman. Mm-hmm. So I personally think that that would push uh, TVR down the lineup and, yeah, probably uh, move a lot of guys around. They also have uh, Martin Farivari out of the lineup right now, as mm-hmm. well as Nick Jensen. They're both day-to-day. So we could see some movement in the deep pairs because, yeah, there's a couple guys in here uh, just looking at their lines that normally aren't in the lineup. Mm-hmm. So definitely could see some movement, but hoping that Sandine stays on that first deep pair. And yeah, with this production, I don't see any reason why he wouldn't. 
Oh yeah, the situation right now isn't bad. I mean, playing alongside mm -hmm. TVR, he's been having a great season offensively. So I think they're a nice little tandem at the top of the lineup. Interesting to mm -hmm. see how things will play out. You know, once players return from injuries. But yeah, right now, Sandine, uh, definitely a must-buy candidate if you're getting desperate for defensemen. I know that we have a few, um, you know, throughout the list here. So I'll definitely, you know, bring his name back up and you know see who we like between the different defensemen. Uh, the next guy up we have here is another. Um, you know, new face in a new place. Ivan Barbashev playing now with the Vegas Golden Knights. We discussed his move uh, to Las Vegas on our last podcast. Now we've got a little bit more results. We've got five points through his first four games with Vegas, two goals, three assists, playing on that top line with Eichel and Marsha Show like we discussed before. Uh, like I said, two goals, three assists, plus four through these first couple of games here. Uh, not really too much has changed. I mean, he's 41% rostered, but I feel like he's kind of floated – you know, between 30 and 40% throughout the season because he's still, you know, he has 12 goals, 22 assists on the year. There's been some little spurts of his ownership and his, you know, um, reliability in fantasy. I got to imagine you're still in the same boat. Like, you know, he should be owned right now, right? Yeah, I think he should be owned right now, especially when you're playing on the first line, like you mentioned with uh, Jack Eichel and uh, Jonathan Marshall, also on the second power play unit with uh, William Carson, William Carlson and mm -hmm. Phil Hot Dog Kessel. So a lot to love there. He's getting the ice time on that position there. And um, yeah, like 17, 20 minutes a night, not really too bad, especially for a first line guy. I actually myself plugged him in in that uh, March 5th, 4th or 3 win over the Montreal Canadiens. Nice. Put up two goals, so I uh, love to see it there. Yeah, definitely a good ad for sure. He does have the center left wing designation. You'll love to see it. I actually wanted to get him for uh, the contest um, on Thursday against mm -hmm. Tampa, and I'm hoping I can get that because he um, is playing against the Tampa team that's really been on. A, they've been falling apart for the most part, but I do mm -hmm. like his uh, matchups going into Florida here. I know they go to Carolina, St. Louis, Philly. A lot of uh, road matchups on this road trip that I really like um, in terms of his production. So, yeah, a lot to love with uh, Barbashev. And, yeah, I think he's going to, for the most part, roll around that 41-35% rostered range as he is. In St. Louis, he was kind of a middle six forward, and you, mm -hmm. we kind of saw a little bit of a jump in his production. He was around like a 29, you know, 32, and now he's kind of making that jump towards the 40s. And I think his ownership could uh, go higher if this production continues. So I would definitely uh, buy on him for sure. Yeah, definitely another hot name, like we had said, plus 11% in the last day. He was a minus 10 on the season through just about 60 games with the Blues. He is now, um, I had plus four, but uh, NHL reference list plus three. So either way, it's, it's a much brighter situation than he was dealing with. You know, the team in general is more defensive minded. He's going to a, you know, a top lines uh, situation. He's actually getting the puck uh, on net quite a bit recently. You know, a couple of three shot plus games here uh, with the new squad. So Liking what he's doing, you know, we've always kind of, you know, assumed that he's a facilitator, not really a score first type of type of player, but coming off again with two goals, I'd love to see it. Love to see it. All right, next up, uh, another familiar name we have here is Philip Grubauer, 34% uh, rostered right now on Yahoo platform. He is now 11, 11 and three on the season after three straight wins. I don't know what's going on with Buddy here, if this is a glitch in the matrix or what, but he's got uh, three straight wins with Three straight games of 11.6 fantasy points. What's what's <laughs> going on there? Yeah, it's really uh, it's an interesting situation with Philip Grubauer. Obviously, Martin Jones, he was the hot hand for a while, and mm -hmm. he he has good numbers in his own right. 24, 10, and three on the year, while Grubauer is 11, 11, and three. Mm -hmm. But 
it's kind of a it's a tricky situation, I think. But right now, Philip Grubauer has the hot hand for the Seattle Kraken. As you mentioned, winning his last three starts, he's got the nod tonight against the Anaheim Ducks. Really like that matchup. I don't see any reason why the Kraken can't take that one home on home ice. And so definitely a win to be secured there. But I, there's a lot to like with him. You know, Seattle, really hot team, going to make a push here in the postseason, mm-hmm. you know, have all that goalie depth with uh, Jones and Grubauer, but Grubauer with the hot hand right now, definitely someone I would take a look at. But um, then, you know, earlier in the season, his uh, numbers for the most part, they were well, kind of lackluster. He had a lot, a lot of games where he let up a lot of goals, but that seemed to change uh, this year because yeah, last year was a rough year for him. Starting to turn around, you know, in the post-trade deadline here, as well as a little bit before that in the month of February. So uh, a lot to like with him there for sure. And yeah, if you can get a goalie starting on a good team, even if he's just someone you rotate out, like for the mm-hmm. most part, personally, I like to rotate out like Aiden Hill when um, he was going. I know last year, like Pavel Francouz, when uh, he was sharing that with Darcy Kemper, he was one of those guys that you could just plug in your lineup and you could guarantee fancy points. And I think Grubauer is that guy right now. He's not necessarily going to be in the starter role, I don't think. I think coming down the stretch here, you're going to have some back-to-backs and some games close on the schedule. So we might not necessarily see every start, but at 34% rostered, he's going to still see a lot of starts, and he's going to be readily available, I think, in most leagues. Yeah, 34% rostered. I'm expecting him to be available across the board, uh, especially in a lot of you know 10-team formats. In 12, you know, you're, you're definitely getting a little bit deeper there with mm-hmm. the amount of uh, goalies being owned. But... Yeah, Martin Jones, stock down. Philip Grubauer, stock up. Uh, Jones has not been looking good recently. Grubauer has been owning the net. He actually had three straight starts already. Now he's going into his fourth straight start tonight up against Anaheim, like Nick said. Uh, The upcoming matchups don't scare me, even Dallas uh, with back-to-back matchups. Uh, Dallas has been a little bit more woeful recently, uh, blowing a few games, uh, blowing some leads. And the Kraken right now are just on fire. They've won four straight. They've been looking good. Grubauer, a big part of that. Definitely someone I want to buy, uh, someone I would be comfortable with, especially just given the roster ahead of him, uh, uh, having on my roster as a playoff uh, fantasy goalie. Uh, the next guy up we have is Jaspiri Kotka Tiniemi. Kotka Tiniemi. I always say, can I have a cup of Kotka? Big night the other night. Big night. One goal, four assists on the fifth up against Tampa Bay and a 6 nothing win. He's more of a half-point player per game than he is a full-point player. Are you uh, are you buzzing about the uh, recent performance? Is it is it worthy enough to get him on your roster? Um, I think with the next couple games, it's definitely worth taking a look at. You know, you've got uh, Montreal coming up on the schedule on the road. Then you go home against Philadelphia, and this mm-hmm. Carolina team—they're deep this year. And uh, Kotkaniemi, he's moved all around the lineup. Right now, he's got that uh, nod on the second line with uh, Tavo Teravainen and Marty Natchez. And so definitely going to get um, a lot more scoring chances there as he would on the third and fourth line, sitting on the second power play right now with Paul Stastny and Seth Jarvis. So definitely um, can show him some love for sure. But for me, he's not like a long-term guy because mm-hmm. just how much he moves around the lineup, I see it all the time. I've seen him like on our sheet playing on the fourth line as well as, you know, playing on the third and now the second line. And so, yeah, it's really uh, – Hard to gauge how long he can be able to stay in your team. But I think for right now, at 9% roster, I think he's one of those guys and, you know, in those deeper leagues where you can be able to plug him into your lineup and uh, get some good production out of him in the short run. I'm going to pass. It's, it's really just not reliable enough production for me. He has five goals and five assists in his last 10 games. And while that's that's awesome, right, five of those mm-hmm. points came in one game. So. Right. 
like you had mentioned, inconsistent around the lineup. Not really sure where he's going to fall into play. I, I really like that second power play unit with Stastny, Jarvis, and they have uh, Tavo Teravainen and Ghost is Fair at the point, which I think is uh, an interesting pairing uh, with, with Ghost now coming over the roster. Mm-hmm. Again, we discussed that in the last trade show. Um, so, yeah, interesting to see how it'll play out for him. Love the nice little explosion of production the other night, but I'm uh, not overreacting to it. I'll, I'll hard pass. There's some more, uh, more names on this list that I really like a, a bit more. Uh, next up we have is Michael Matheson of the Montreal Canadiens. On a nice little run uh, through his last eight games, he has three goals and five assists and is a plus six. On the season, he's just a plus seven. So a little bit of a, a corner turned here for Michael Matheson. What are your thoughts on him right now? You know, he's, he's a top-line D-man on the first power play unit. What do, what do you think? Yeah, I've been eating this guy up on my fantasy team. He's been doing really well for me since I picked him up. I've had him for probably – Man, about a week and a half so now, and he's been nothing but uh, really solid for me. Um, yeah, you mentioned he's getting that ice time on the first power play unit. <clears throat> and, um, yeah, he's contributing a couple goals in there. He's got a, yeah, a couple assists in here too, so mm-hmm. a lot to love here. The shots on goal are there the last few games. You're seeing some games yeah. where, yeah, you got four or three shots on net. So mm-hmm. definitely loving that. And, um, yeah, just overall producing some uh, really good fancy numbers, especially for, you know, a low ownership guy on a weaker team. You don't really expect that too much. But yeah, now that they've moved a lot of these guys out, he's uh, played a bigger role with uh, David Savard on the first D pair. Right. And, yeah, you mentioned on the first power play with uh, Suzuki and Raphael Harvey-Pinard, which is weird thinking, you know, he's on the first power play. Just looking at how uh, – beat up this Canadians team is like we've mentioned before you got guys like Caulfield, Sapkowski, Doc, Wi-Fi's out so um, yeah they they weren't getting any Wi-Fi signal from their defense so someone had to step up and it was uh, Michael Matheson and uh, yeah definitely someone I would add for sure and 36% roster like I mentioned plus 13 in the last day so you got to get on them quick and uh, yeah the ice time's there too the last few contests here ranging around 23 to almost 27 minutes a night for the kids. So you love to see it. So would you rather have him or Rasmus Sandin? I would rather have Michael Matheson for sure. Okay. I think he's going to, he plays a larger role on the Canadians team. And um, yeah, I think, and the ice time is a lot higher. I think mm-hmm. Sandin, what was it? He was getting, yeah, about 21 minutes a night. But um, you have a guy like uh, Matheson here who's consistently getting 24, 25 minutes of ice time a night. So I would just take that definitely as a tiebreaker. And, yeah, also, if you're a better out there, the last few games, Michael Matheson's been really consistent with his shots, hitting uh, three shots on goal uh, in Six the straight. last four straight. Yes. And so definitely if you can get that, uh, you know, locked down on any platform, definitely looking like some good money there. Yeah, that was the only thing I was going to share to close it down was that six-game stretch. Dude just getting the, the puck on net all the time. And, yeah, Sandin, you know, he's down to 21 minutes. I, I like his upside a little bit more just because he plays on a smidge of a better team. Like the right. team in general is, is going to be better. I don't trust – you know, even in these last several games, you know, they've only won – what was it, one game out of their last five? That was on the 28th of February – you know, he's barely just keeping his head above water as far as plus minus goes. And I just kind of feel like the offense at, at some point will fade out. So mm-hmm. don't hate it, but I would probably prioritize uh, Sedin over him. Uh, let's see. Next up we have is uh, Mason McTavish. Not a very exciting exciting name, excuse me, but he is on a nice little three-game run. One goal, four assists in his last three games. Any love for the kid? Uh, not a whole lot of love. I think uh, these Anaheim guys kind of go on streaks. 
And we've seen a couple guys make on the show. I know I ran Troy Terry in my lineup, and he was on a little point streak. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you got McTavish on the second line there with uh, Troy Terry and Max Jones. And he's on the first power play with Stroman Terry. But there's just not a lot that excites me with Anaheim. I'm just going to have to pass as a whole, I think. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not I'm not so interested. I did add him today because uh, mm-hmm. for some reason most of our players all have waivers, so I couldn't get anybody else right away mm-hmm. that was uh that was trending. So I threw him out. Do I recommend everybody else do it? Eh, I don't know. I'm I'm down by 60 points. I kind of need some help. <laughs> it's only Tuesday. You still got this. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't do that to yourself. Don't do that to yourself. You lose by four. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the next guy up is Cam Fowler. He's got two goals and eight assists in his last eight games, 10 points in his last eight games. Any, any love there? Um, you know, I was showing him some love today. It was I was made, came to a decision. I had him on my roster for a good 10 minutes, mm-hmm. and then I decided I wanted to go with uh, Braden McNabb. Um, mm-hmm. I just thought his stat line was a little bit more consistent than Fowler's. And uh, But I can definitely show him some love. Nine goals, 27 assists on the year pretty good for a defenseman coming out of Anaheim and one thing to point out is he hasn't been a negative since uh February 12th and in Anaheim that's something that's kind of hard to do for some players and um yeah he's sitting on the first D pair with uh, I believe Scott Harrington that's yeah great. Scott Harrington on the first D pair as well as the first power play unit was Zeros on the point so I mean I can show him a little love but not enough to one at him long term I like a couple of these matchups coming up. The mm-hmm. Seattle one's going to be tough, but after that, I like Vancouver and I like Calgary and as well as Nashville. So, um, yeah, I could show them someone to love. But personally, for me, I think there's other guys out there. Yeah, again, I would have him you know, mm-hmm. less prioritized than the previous two defensemen that we mentioned in uh, Sandine and uh, Matheson. Mm-hmm. All right, let's hit a quick word from the sponsor. We'll be right back after this. WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays, a.k.a. WinBet's Build Your Own Bet. March Madness is here, and there are plenty of ways to win, including getting down on the NBA, NHL, and XFL. Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100. Get $100. This is limited to state availability. And of course, for our DGENs, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you'll get a $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog is your home for off-season NFL best ball drafts, so, but they've also got you covered for a ton of other daily games, including NBA, NHL, and PGA. Underdog Fantasy is a great way to get down on your favorite player props if they're not available in your state. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit match up to $100. That's underdog.com, promo code SGPN. All right, and we're back. We're talking fantasy waiver, fantasy waiver wire hockey pickups. Next up, man, is an old man, Justin Zucker. What are you, what are you thinking? Um, yeah, definitely a lot to love with uh, Mr. Zucker here. Um, you know, there, it's hard to say with him. He kind of 
goes on these streaks, but, you know, playing on a solid Pittsburgh Penguins team, I believe he's on the line two over there. Yeah, line Malkin, two with yeah, him. Yep. Yeah, him, uh, Malkin, and actually Heinen right now, according to uh, Daily Faceoff. Um, I believe Brian Russ is day to day right now, so he is oh. out of the lineup, and so here. we're we're gonna see uh, Jeff or Jason Zucker slot in on the second power play unit. But there's some to love, but, but for me, I would pass. Um, in a deeper league, I think I would go for him, but um, he just doesn't have consistent production. I think he's one of those guys. He goes on those little stretches, but then he mm. falls off really quickly. Just looking at his numbers here, he's got a couple games does really well, then falls off. And so I could see the production possibly dipping, but I do like his schedule. I like the Islanders, Blue Jackets, Flyers coming up. So mm. some good matchups if you're in a deeper league, but just not my kind of player at the moment. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you, actually. He does have uh, four goals in his last four games, but the production has been quite sporadic. At mm. uh, the age of 31, though, he's about to have most likely his second best season ever. Oh yeah, veteran presence. Oh, totally, totally. He has he has mm -hmm. not been this healthy in some time. He's uh mm -hmm. he's logged fifty eight games this season, and uh, the last two seasons were forty one and thirty eight. The two prior seasons were fifteen and forty five. You don't you know get to sixty plus games until you know twenty nineteen. He's mm -hmm. about to turn that corner here. You know this week, so thirty seven points through fifty eight games. You know in a deeper format. You know I definitely like the pickup, but. You know, if you have a lot of availability and, you know, specifically, you know, the players that we've already mentioned around them, you know, that are available as well, it's going to be kind of tough to pick up Zucker. But mm -hmm. you know, I, I don't hate it. Like I said, he's on a nice little run right now, but it's not it's not going to be sustainable, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree there. Uh, next up, big man of the show, Nick Schmaltz. This is a Nick Schmaltz pro podcast for sure, uh, at least when he's playing well. <laughs> He's got uh, seven goals, six assists in his last 11 games. We've been banging this drum all season. Nobody wants to pick him up. 35% rostered. Yeah, I think it's that just stigma of playing in Arizona. No one wants to grab him up. But he puts up good numbers out, out there. 19 goals, 24 assists on the year. Um, for the most part, he went on a little tear there where he had, what, one, two, three, four, five games in a row with a goal. Went ice cold for a couple games and some tough matchups on the road against Dallas and then uh, against Carolina, but then got one against New Jersey. But definitely um, someone that definitely we need to bang the drum for him more. I think he's a guy that produces in masses, and he's been doing it a lot lately. A lot to love with Mr. Schmaltz here. Got a couple games coming up at home, playing tonight at the Mullet Arena up against the Blues, mm -hmm. as well as on the ninth against the Predators. Love those matchups. I think those teams are kind of taking a step back. I think it's uh, going to be a good matchup for the Coyotes. So definitely a lot to love with uh, Nick Schmaltz here for sure. And uh, his ice time for the most part, um, you know, riding around that 20 minutes. I know he had only nine minutes um, in the game against Dallas just recently, but I do think he left that game early. Mm -hmm. But um, sure did, yeah, 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 a lot to love here with um, Nick Schmaltz. Only 35% rostered too. He's not trending in either direction. His percentage is just sitting there. So definitely someone you can grab up. It means everybody hates him. We love him, though, because he scores. Mm. He gets points. Like mm. I said, seven goals, six assists in his last 11 games. Buddy's been rolling. Uh, playing alongside uh, Barrett Hayton and Clayton Keller. Yeah, it's not great, but still top-line minutes. We'll take it. All right, next up, definitely a higher ownership rate, but definitely an interesting uh, scenario to discuss. Max Domi getting moved down to the Dallas Stars. I, I definitely like the move from a hockey perspective. I don't know if I love it from – a fantasy hockey perspective. Now he's been playing well. He does have one goal uh, with Dallas through through two games, but 
you know, Max Domi was like the top line center for the Blackhawks playing alongside Patrick Kane and, you know, whoever else they wanted to fill in with them. Mm-hmm. Now he's down on the third line and albeit it's with, you know, some decent players and Mason Marchment and Tyler Sagan, but I don't know, man. I don't, like, I don't know if the, the role is going to be there, if the same amount of scoring opportunities are going to be there. I mean, obviously he does have the, the one goal through the first two games, but he also hasn't exceeded 17 minutes through his first two games. What are your thoughts on the situation? Yeah, I think for Domi, he's a hard pass, which is unfortunate to say. He's having the kid was having a good year, you know, 19 goals, 31 assists. I think if he stayed in Chicago, he's on pace for about 60, 65 points. Mm-hmm. A lot to love when he was there. But yeah, now in this uh, Dallas Stars team, he's really just falling down the lineup. And I know a lot of owners when he first went in, they were adding him. But yeah, for me, just not a lot of value there. I like the third line with Marchment and Sagan, but I just don't like that he's not the role player that he was in Chicago. Cause like you mentioned, they plug him in with Patrick Kane and whoever else. Mm-hmm. And before the end of Patrick Kane's run there, he was going off. He was making a lot of plays happen, getting a lot of assists, um, putting the puck in the back of the net here and there. So there's a lot to love um, in Chicago, but now that he's moved down South, not a lot of love for him anymore. Yeah. Really, really tough. He is on the second power play unit with Sagan and Wyatt Johnston as well. But again, I don't know how long that lasts. You know, Mason mm-hmm. Marchman doesn't have a power play designation. <clears throat> he gets a little hot. Even Luke Warm will say, I feel like he would take that spot. I feel like he's going to be a great role player for the team. But again, like, I don't think it's going to be fruitful for our fantasy prospects. So I agree. For me, he's a hard pass. Really no need to pick him up. Kind of a cut candidate, to be honest, mm-hmm. you know, in the in the right situation. Um, again, like he's not playing with bad players. I just don't think that he's like a priority there to be put in mm-hmm. scoring opportunities. Right. Uh, this next guy up we have is uh, your boy, Dmitry Bobby Orlov. Mm-hmm. Lighten it up. Absolutely <laughs> lighten it up for the Boston Bruins. He has, what is it, three goals and six assists and is a plus six through five games with the Boston Bruins. Where did this come from? I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, people have figured it out. He's 60% rostered. But that also means that 40% of people out there have not figured it out. So, guys, mm-hmm. listen. Go do this right now. Go pick up Dmitry Orlov. I mean, he's playing alongside Charlie McAvoy. The offense is absolutely buzzing. There's only been one game where he hasn't recorded an assist. There's been uh, just a few games where he hasn't recorded a goal for them. Like, I I don't know how they, uh, you know, brought the Orlov magic from Washington, but it's a completely mm-hmm. different Dmitry Orlov than we've seen in the past. Sasso, Bobby Orlov, he's wearing number 81 now. You know, 81. <laughs> 81 brings a lot of value to the table. Um, and yeah, he's he's showing the value that he can bring to the table. Like you mentioned, his stats have been really solid. And this Boston team at the after the deadline, they, they just stacked up. You bring in Bertuzzi, you bring in Orloff, Garnet Hathaway. And yeah, he's playing alongside uh, Charlie McAvoy, like you mentioned. He's on the second power play with Lindholm. But really, there's just no room for him on the first power play unit because you already have DeBrosque. Bergeron, Marchand, Pasta, McAvoy. But this team, they're just something. And Dmitry Orlov is just a perfect piece to this puzzle. So definitely someone, if you can get him, like just get him right now. I think he's going to be a long-term lock for sure. And uh, yeah, it's crazy that he's on waivers right now in our league. Um, I would imagine I would be checking my uh, waiver position, looking to get a claim in on him because I see him being good for a long time. And I love this schedule for the Bruins here. You got the Oilers and the Red Wings at home. Then you hit the road against um, the Hawks, uh, the Red Wings, and the Jets. I think all of those matchups are winnable for this Boston team, which who's on a 10-game winning streak, I think it is now. 
So the boys are buzzing. Orlov's buzzing. Nothing to hate here. I feel like this is like their second or third 10-game winning streak. Like, this yeah. team is absolutely nuts right now. Well, I saw, what was it like? There was one point, I think if they were 16-8 and eight to finish the year, they would still, you know, have set the record or be tied with the record for the best season in NHL history. Damn, it's not bad. doesn't sound mm-hmm. that difficult to do. Yeah, no, they're, they're in good shape. Can't argue with that. All right, mm-hmm. next guy up, we got uh, TJ Oshie of the Washington Capitals playing alongside Nick Backstrom, Anthony Mantha. Six goals, four assists in his last 10 games, but is still a minus four. Team's been, you know, a little bit better recent handful of games, but they've been pretty bad overall. But, buddy, scoring. What do we think? Yeah, I think Timothy Jimothy, he brings some value to the table. I think he's one of those guys, I think this is going to be kind of a waiver wire kind of guy right now. He's been like that for most of the season, as seen, you know, being 36% rostered. But this little tear here, um, I can't hate on it. I think right now, again, in the short term, he's one of those guys that's uh, pretty good for at the moment. Was he got goals in three of his last five games? Mm hmm. Can't complain there. Yeah. Um, 36% roster playing on the first power play with Kuznetsov and Backstrom. Can't really hate it too much, but just long term, I know he hasn't been that good down the stretch. Well, he has, uh, was it 28 points on the year? Mm-hmm. Uh, like you mentioned, 10 of those have come in his last 10 games. So before that, not doing a whole lot. But right now, definitely um, some upside to him there. And he does have center right wing designation, which is crazy because I've never seen Oshie play center ever. Right, right. But he's got that designation. Definitely take advantage of that if you can get him. And, uh, yeah, definitely uh, lots of love here with uh, old Timothy Jimothy. Live scoring update. I'm losing points. You're losing points? I haven't even looked at fantasy yeah, live. Tristan Jari just let, let in his second goal. I just, I just, I just love this so much. Like these teams that just love to just get their face beat in from dog shit teams. Like mm. I, I just don't, I don't understand the perversion of it. I, I, I don't get it. Like when these these teams show up and they just feel like you know the Blackhawks or the Blue Jackets or the mm-hmm. Canadians are just going to lay down. I don't yeah. get it. I don't get yeah. it. Mm. Yeah, it's like the Sioux playing Sudbury. It's like that's it's you, a you it's a very a w, casual yeah. level of play. I'll tell you that mm-hmm. it's a very yeah. casual level of play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, if it's not TJ Oshie, is it Dylan Strom? Because it's it's neither for me to be honest with you. Dylan Strom, two goals, five assists in his last five games. Um, I think the kid's doing good. Uh, yeah. The last few games, like you mentioned, and he's doing a little bit better here. But yeah, I would personally take Oshie. I like that power play time a little bit more. And yeah, there's just not a lot going for both. But if I had to pick one, it would be definitely be Oshi. I'm gonna pass on both. I mean, again, I don't trust mm-hmm. either of them long term. We're coming up on the fantasy hockey playoffs. If they're on my roster one day, they're off the next. I'd just rather not waste my time. Go find somebody that I I feel is gonna have that two day potential on my roster, or three day, mm-hmm. or hell, even a week. <laughs> All right. Next up, we've got Anthony Beauvillier now with the Vancouver Canucks. He's gotten a fair amount of ice time in with them. 14 games played, six goals, six assists. You know, still not great. Still a minus one in the plus minus column. But, I mean, he's practically a point-per-game player. What do we think? Um, yeah, I think there's some a lot to love. But, but it's still – you can't deny the fact that Vancouver is a dumpster fire right now. Oh, they're they bad. Are, yeah, they are. They're not too hot uh, at the moment. And, uh, you Actually, know, they've won two games guy. in a row. So they're They're better off than they've been. It was a streak, you know. They say, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, but yeah, but, yeah, Bovillier on the first line with uh, Pedersen and Kuzmenko. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
playing on the first line, he's going to get some looks. But you could, again, see guys like uh, Connor Garland, Putt Colson, Besser come up the line. There's a lot of guys that I think that are equal, if not better than him, in the lineup. Oh. They could easily slot up in that spot. And I, I just don't see him staying there too long. And um, he is on the second power play with uh, Vitaly Kravstov and Sheldon Dries. Nothing to be excited for there. But, um, yeah, for yeah. me, it for me as a whole, is a pass, you know. Like you mentioned, like, he might make my roster for one day, but anything outside of that, um, I don't see that happening. Well, I'd rather have him over TJ Oshie and Dylan Strom. That's for sure. Um, I do. Th- I mean, I think he's a pretty decent talent. That's why they traded for mm-hmm. him. Like, it's not like they, you know, targeted just some, like, run-of-the-mill player. Like, I think they are going to invest in him. And, honestly, mm-hmm. if, if they got one other, you know, banger up on that top line, like, I feel – you know, Pedersen, Beauvillier, and, a, and another player, you know, like a you know, decent player, they, they could be something, but I'm not, right. a bit, I'm not too high on Kuzmenko just yet. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't absolutely love it, but like I said, I love him over some of these other names and I would be willing to give him a shot. Um, it's just a complete, you know, turnaround from what he's been dealing with this year. Um, what was he? He was a, uh, he's a minus four, I guess, with the mm-hmm. Islanders and now he's a minus one. Not a whole lot better, but mm-hmm. just 20 points in 49 games. That's the big difference. Like from mm. 20 to 49, a half less than a half a point per game to you know, practically a full point per game player, 12 points in 14 games. Like that's mm. what I'm looking at. That's that's the change in guard I'm looking for. Right. So I'll, yeah, like I said, I'll I'll take a shot mm. with him. But like Nick said, it's it's not you know the most futile situation, but I've seen worse. Mm. All right, last man up here, and we are gonna head out. We've got Mr. Gabriel Velarde, but he's been scoring. But Buddy's on the third line. What do you think? Yeah, it's a really a tough situation with Velarde because while he is on the third line, he's on the first power play unit with uh, Kempe and Kopitar. But for me, I'm going to pass on him. Um, he's one of those guys. I think his his uh, production will uh, kind of dip off a little bit. Um, some of these matchups could uh, give the Kings a hard time. I think. I think uh, Colorado could be tough. Nashville could give him a hard time. Same thing with the Islanders. And, um, yeah, and I'll be curious to see, you know, down the stretch, too, how good this team really does with this new uh, situation than that. You know, Jonathan Quick flipped over the Golden Knights, and now you've got uh, Jonas Corposalo and Phoenix Copley. And so you've got to wonder what's going to happen there and how the team's going to do and mm-hmm. how it can affect a guy like Valari's play. But for right now, um, I'm not really too interested in him. I know he's scoring, but, again, he's a third-line player. And um, I know the Kings usually don't spend too much time on the power play. I know they usually get they don't get a lot of looks up there. And so, you know, you equate that to compared to being on the third line. Mm-hmm. Um, his ice time kind of isn't the best for the most part. A couple contests here. He's gotten some good business. But for the most part, you're looking around 14 minutes a night. I think there's a, a lot better options to get a lot more ice time. Yeah, I like the recent production, but I'm with Nick. I think that you can find uh, other options that are going to be more reliable. Uh, there's really just no rhyme or reason to his minutes. His role uh, does have power play time, but then, like we said, he's buried in, in the rest of the lineup in the top nine. So, again, not not a situation that I overly trust. Uh, I mean, he keeps on this streak, and, you know, I think he might be able to make this list again next week for us. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. We're going to head out. Do you have anything new you want to want to share before we go? Yeah, check me on Twitter, Face Off with OZ, for all fantasy hockey content, NHL content, everything going around with hockey, as well as ONU Tigers. Hockey on Twitter while our season's over. Still a lot to be seen over there as we get ready for uh, the upcoming season here and getting into uh, recruiting and whatnot. 
Yep, sounds good, sounds good. You can find me on Twitter at SGPNJB. Take care, be well, be good. And if you can't be good, don't care, just be good at it. We'll see you.